Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, everybody. There is construction going on right near where I live on two separate spaces. So <laughs> it's going to be very loud. Okay. It's going to be vi- but <laughs> I got a new microphone. Okay, oh, well, I always had this microphone, but I, I never trusted it. But turns out it kind of works, uh, so I'm going to use it. Today I'm going to be talking about what is meant for you will find you. And this is one of the topics that are most near and dear to my heart. Because as humans, we chase a lot of things in this life. And chasing things is almost like the goal that we prescribe for each and every one of us. You see that a lot in hustle culture. You see that in every kind of work culture around the world. You see the sense of chasing your dreams, chasing what you want. While to some extent there is truth to that, chasing your dreams, I don't think that it's the truth in its entirety. I think you need to first clarify what your dreams are, and I don't think we all know what our dreams are. How I got the idea and inspiration to do this video is that I was sitting with my mom in the garden of our house one day and I love sitting with her there because she goes there almost every single day and she spends hours there you know with herself she doesn't take her phone she doesn't take anything with her she just goes and sits there by herself and I just admire that and every time I see her do that like I just I want to go and sit with her for at least just five minutes to feel what she feels because it's almost as though she goes to a different space entirely. And in this garden, we have this fountain. We have kind of like a very mini fountain, a very small one in the center, and it has like a pool of water. Every now and then, birds will come and drink from that water. Birds will come and sip, and all kinds of birds come, and they like plant their feet. If, you, if only you could see how birds plant their feet to drink water or to drink something that's below their feet. It's the cutest thing on the planet. And so they would come and they would drink from this water. And every time I see that, there's something so wholesome about it. And my mom said that every bird in the morning leaves the nest hungry. Every bird leaves its home trying to find something for itself to stay alive. And subhanAllah, every day it does that almost all of them come back with a full stomach. And that is the beautiful concept that is called rizq in Arabic. Now, translated to English, it's called livelihood. You know, it's where you get your money, it's where you get your source of income and how you sustain your life throughout. But it's just so much more than that. It's almost like if I could explain this word, it's like what is meant for you. You know, it's 
basically it's the gist of what is meant for you you know and within that meaning of the word like you know what that word encapsulates at the same time is that what is meant for you will find you like it will make its way to you you don't have to stress about that and like every time we see something that we like that other muslims have we say you know how that is go home that's what they are meant to have and i i don't know i just find that like such a beautiful concept it's not like something that they just have it was just meant for them all along you know it was written for them from before they were born so yeah i saw these birds and it just blossomed this idea in me of like what about humans you know if this is what birds have if this if birds go out every day and they find something like that what about humans i mean it has to be like a much grander scheme and honest to god when i see my life you know when i look back at the things that i've experienced the idea of what is meant for me will find me is like so so clear you know when i look back in retrospect when i look at the things that were successful when i look at the things that were a failure in my life you know things i wanted so bad but were genuinely not for me that i had to let go one example that i love using is my social media now i've always since i was little i've always wanted to make content something about creating content and like having other people watch it have having other people see something that i created from scratch it just like it it was like a thrill inside of me you know i remember starting out with youtube ironically and it just it never worked it never worked i started from 13 years old i made very very dumb videos i'll be honest i'm sorry 13 year old farah it's true and i remember being super upset that nothing was working like i i really remember and this is going to be really funny i remember writing down as one of my goals for when i'm 15 is that i want to be on youtube rewind yeah youtube rewind is only for people with like 1 million plus subscribers so what i was aiming at what i was aiming for is honest to god i don't i don't even know what that was and then i left the pursuit of social media and I said, okay, I'm going to delve more into art and all of that stuff. And then when I was around in high school, I wanted to, you know, portray my art on social media, especially Instagram. And, and then when I took my hijab off, it's just like I wanted to be an influencer all over again. It was genuinely a roller coaster of what I went through. But the moment that my Instagram, my TikTok, all of these platforms, the moment they started to skyrocket was when I was genuinely firm in my dean and that's one of the things that i could not be more grateful for because internet the internet as a whole is just this place where you could be manipulated very easily you know there's people with all kinds of ideas all kinds of like ideologies and if you go in there not knowing what you stand for you will genuinely fall the second you enter you know, people will definitely and immediately take advantage of your lack of standing up for something or your lack of knowledge about a certain thing. So it's easy to get manipulated if you don't really adhere to something prior to that. And what makes me emotional about the whole thing is that I, I started becoming really, really good in my hijab uh, before skyrocketing on social media. I started learning more about my deen. I started increasing my faith, my iman, like, alhamdulillah, min fadl rabbi. Like, it was Allah who made it easy on me to get closer to him, you know? And just 
putting myself out there, it's like even if I was faced with all of this hate or all of this controversy or backlash in any way, shape or form, I knew what I stood for, you know? So that's one of the things that I just think about almost every day is like, what if I skyrocketed before my increase in faith, before my increase in Iman? What could have happened? What could have I gotten myself into? Because you see a lot of influencers nowadays that are a little bit shaky in their faith, you know, regardless of what faith it is, but they're a little bit shaky. And then they start to become slaves to the internet. You know, they start to become slaves to what people and their followers tell them to do. And alhamdulillah, in my case, I have a majority, I think, a Muslim following. So it's, it's easy to see where I'm coming from most of the time and there's not much to manipulate. But, you know, in general, with a society that doesn't really have a common ideology, it can be terrifying. It could be like you're seeing people from all different kinds of backgrounds coming at you and like taking hits at you from every type of angle imaginable. So I'm just thankful for that. And that's one of the things I talk about when I talk about what is meant for you will find you. Like when I was 13 through however old I am, I literally forget how old I am sometimes. Through the time that I wasn't successful with trying to build a platform, I am thankful for that. I am so thankful. I am thankful that I failed at that pursuit in that time of my life. And this brings me to the point of how you cannot force things to happen. You cannot force success if success in whatever you're doing is not meant for you. Because the way I like to think about it is like, if something isn't successful, something that you're trying or you're trying to make happen and realize is not successful, that's Allah protecting you, you know? And forgetting that and becoming angry is almost like counterproductive, if not harmful to your iman, to your faith, stuff like that. It's it's better to think of things as though they have a reason. That's because they do, you know? Most of the time we don't know the reason. Allah knows the reason. But if you just trust that you don't know and you know that you cannot force things to happen and you go with the flow, but you try your hardest every single time, so many good things will happen you don't understand. I know people who try to force a certain lifestyle. You know, they come from a certain upbringing and they didn't like it and now they're trying to switch over to this other lifestyle most commonly like the western lifestyle of like partying and all of that stuff and it's just like they're trying to force this thing they're trying to force this lifestyle this image of themselves or or whatever it is they're trying to do and it just it like almost always goes haywire if not always it just never ends up being okay it never ends up looking okay you know in their case no offense i'm not calling anybody out but i mean if you want, I'll give you names. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't have names anyway. But like seeing them trying to force this lifestyle, seeing them trying to force themselves in this position where it just is not natural for them, you know, like you can tell that it's not for them. It is painful to see and watch because we all have this instinct. And I think instinct comes mostly from culture um, and tradition, like the way you were brought up. For example, Arabs, like they're brought up in a very specific way that isn't very, you know, coherent with like Americans say, you know, for example. So when I see Arabs trying to become like semi-Americans, I'm like, 
what are you doing? Like, no offense, but what's going on right now? I'm sorry. It's just even like non-religious Arabs, you know, even like Arabs who 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 grew up atheists. There's still like some culture and tradition that they like adhere to. So seeing them try to like disassociate from that is like I don't know. It's just to me, it's like stop doing that. That's not cool. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule. Whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a twenty-five dollar copay or less. No insurance, no problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get eighty dollars off your first month with promo code Space eighty when you go to Talkspace dot com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace dot com. Save eighty dollars with code Space eighty at Talkspace dot com. This all goes back to the point of you can't force things. You know, you can't force yourself to be a specific person. You can't force yourself to do something that you are not, you know, overall in control of. You can't force things to happen. You're literally, you're not God. Like, I hate to break it to you. You know what I mean? What you can do, and this is something that I like believe in so wholeheartedly that it genuinely hurts, is that. You can control how you react to a situation. You can control how you, you know, respond to things, to people, to situations. You are in control of the way you respond, and I think that's like one of the most powerful assets that we have as human beings. And we don't leverage that enough. We always think that we have to respond in a specific way to a specific situation. When the reality is, we're in control of that. We get to choose, however, which way we want to respond. Now this is going a little bit astray from the topic of risk and you know making a livelihood, but the the essence that I want to bring home is that what is meant for you will find you, like the title of the video, kind of you know. Now when I say that, I don't mean waiting around patiently, waiting for something to happen to you, waiting for like the thing that's gonna find you. See, that's I wish it worked like that, but it doesn't work like that. I don't believe in something called. Making your own destiny. I think that's a very、uh, westernized approach. That's a very、um, a kind of、um, irreverent approach. Irreverent is like, I guess, without religion. With it, it's it's. I'm not saying it's a bad approach. I'm saying it's something that I don't believe in. You know, making your own destiny is because, as Muslims, first and foremost, we don't believe. You know that we can make our own destiny. Like it's all, everything is said and written. Everything is in a book in a sky. No matter how crazy that sounds, I know some of you are going, "Wow, 1.8 billion Muslims are just like crazy." I can explain why we're crazy. We are human beings. Like you don't understand how limited our capabilities are as human beings. Now we have made a lot of amazing things. I'm I'm saying we because I would like. Love to include myself in the mix. Engineering, technology, all of these things that have progressed over time. It's just we have advanced a lot, but at the same time, we could be really dumb. We could be really stupid. You know, I'm not saying this to hurt anybody. I'm saying this to wake everybody up. 
We can be really dumb sometimes. And by the way, sometimes is like 90% of our lives. So if that's the case, if that's the reality, what about making your own destiny? Like, who do you think you are to make your own destiny? For you to make your own destiny, you require people. You require people to do certain things. Because you can't make your own destiny all on your own, by the way. Like, that, it, it, there has to be some other, you know, component to this making of your said destiny. And if there's other people involved, you can't necessarily control people. Does that make sense? And what makes up the economy? People. So the economy could go just absolutely ballistic at some point in the future and you still want to make your own destiny. But you literally can't. You. What if the economy is trash and you want to make your own destiny? That's what I mean when I say you can't make your own destiny. Like that's not up to you. You could try your hardest and that's a good thing. But to believe inside your head that, okay, I can make my own destiny. I can make what I want happen just the way I want it to happen. You're, you're lying to yourself. Stop it right now. You're literally lying. Now, some of you may be thinking, wow, you're just like a lazy bum telling people not to chase their dreams. Okay, before you throw that accusation at me, which, you know, is a fair accusation. I stand 1000% for people working the hardest every day of their lives. But I mean, to suppose that they can make something happen that isn't in their hands. I mean, like, I just, I don't know why we keep fostering this idea and we keep pushing it and we keep like capitalizing on it, you know, telling people that you can do whatever you want to do. But sometimes like that's not true, you know, but what is meant for you will find you regardless of that. I recently read this book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And it's like one of my favorite, all-time favorite books. Now, I'm not talking about it's like a book for motivation. It's a book to nearly change your life. It's a book that you should read when you you are serious about doing a 180 degree turn in your life. And I don't think there will ever be a book the same as Can't Hurt Me to ever come again and do what it did to a lot of people. I'm talking millions of people. And I might reference this book a lot in this podcast because, honest to God, after reading it, well, I actually listened to the podcast and the audiobook. And the audiobook comes with like a semi podcast where, especially David Goggins talks about how, how he struggled through his life and he would take anecdotes from the book and he would kind of describe it in more detail. But the book itself, I just cannot get enough of it. I'm like obsessed with the book. Like, if you're genuinely serious about changing your life, you have got to read Can't Hurt Me. Like, I, this is one of, next, stuff a lot, stuff, I was going to say this next up, on. it's not, it's literally not, stuff a lot, oh my god, but this is like, it's like the Quran, and like, the books of the Sunnah, and then underneath them comes Can't Hurt Me, but, but like, this is how much I trust in this book, you know, and it's not a book where he talks about what you should do in your life, it's literally just a book where he talks about what he went through what his life was about, what he had to endure as a child. And I mean, this guy went through so much. But the thing that I could take from this book as much as I could with no hesitation and with no questions asked is I want to do good every single day of my life. I want to do as best as I can every single day that I breathe. And that's a big deal because there are people who go, weeks, months, even years doing almost nothing because they've suffered something, they've endured something. 
and to a degree that could be justifiable, you know, like losing someone, something like that. It could be really, really hard to live in that time of your life to just stay breathing. It could be hard, but that is at its essence, trying your best at the same time. Trying your best doesn't look the same every single day. Trying your best is a day-to-day thing where you have an honest conversation with yourself at the beginning of the day, every single day, and tell yourself what you're going to do, how you're going to do that, and why what you're doing is important to you. Why what you're doing is like essential to you. Like you find it important for your personal development, for personal growth, or just in general. Like this is something that you want to do because you know that it's good for you. I really recommend having like a clear goal and like clear vision in life with like mission statements. And that's something that I'm going to talk about like in later episodes where I really recommend making a mission statement for your life. You know, having a clear set list of goals that you are adhering to, things that you want to achieve. But at the same time, here's where it gets interesting. Here's where I really want to, you know, step back, take a breather and and tell you before any of this, do not attach yourself to your goals. This can get a little bit confusing, right? Because as like I just said, have some goals and like work your hardest to achieve them. But at the same time, don't attach yourself to your goals. This could be very, very contradictory. But why I say don't attach yourself to your goals is because sometimes you're not going to reach your goals and that's okay. You know, goals are things either short term or long term, but I mean, in long term, in the long term perspective, how do we know that that is genuinely a goal of ours and it's not influenced by like an outside person, an outside party? You know, we we have to understand that our lives are like a flexible waveform. It's not like this like static charge. It's 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 basically AC, not DC, alternating current, not direct current. It's good to have goals, but we go back to this idea of what is meant for you will find you. Now, your goal may not be what is meant for you. I'll be honest. And it's really hard to know if it is true or not. And I think that's what makes life so complicated. It's what makes life so hard to figure out is because how do we know what our goals are? You know, as Muslims, it's easy for us. We know what we want. You, We know where we want to go. We know how to get there. For non-Muslims, it could be a little trickier. Now, I'm coming from the perspective of a Muslim because that's all I know. For non-Muslims, I I don't know how to live the life. I'm so sorry. No, I'm kidding. This, is a, I, this podcast is like for everybody. But um, you need to know that your goals are not a fixed set of things that you have to live by. Your goals are just something that you're working towards and sometimes they can change and that's okay. And when I say don't attach yourself to your goals is because if you fail to realize your goals, if you fail to execute them, it could leave you heartbroken. It could leave you ripped on the inside. It could leave you itching for more and more and it just, it might be the thing that kills you. And I don't think that's a healthy way to live. Like, I don't think that's the way anybody would want to live, but you see that culture like drastically rising in the West where people are so attached to their work. People are so attached to their goals. And if they fail to execute it or bring it to reality, it's like they failed. It's like their life was a joke from the start. You are not your goals. Your goals are just a part of you, something that you want to do. And it may change with time, but you're not your goals. You need to understand that. And achieving your goals isn't the essence of your worth. Your essence of your worth is the fact that you're breathing. 
It's the fact that you're here. It's the fact that you were created. That's literally it. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. But what you can do to get more out of life is to work the hardest you can ever work. And know truly to yourself that you're giving it your all from day to day, which, as I said, could change. You know, it could change from day to day how that may look. What your best is, how it looks, you know, today, from next week, from next month, because it may change. You never know. And knowing that what is meant for you will find you wherever you are in your hardworking state, in your state of patience, in your state of being completely calm and humble with your situation and just accepting things for the way that they are. Because if you don't and you live life in this state of wanting, wanting, wanting instead of being, it's like, what are you really doing in this life? You're not really living. All you're doing is just like you're grasping for air. And no one wants to live like that. That concludes today's episode. It was a little bit shorter. Um, but next week's episodes are going to be a lot more juicier. And they're probably going to have a lot more knowledge-based stuff. Because I need to do some research. And I need to stop talking just about my feelings. But I love talking about my feelings. I'm a girl, for God's sakes. I can't just like... You know, put a stop to that. I hope you got the most out of this episode. And for the people watching on YouTube, tell me down below what your favorite part of the video was. For me, it's everything. I don't know. I, I just love... I, by the way, I watch my videos as well. Like, the way you guys watch my videos, I watch them too. I watch them. And I'm like, wow, this is that's so interesting. I love hearing myself. It's like this wise guru coming out all of a sudden. And then I watch it back. I'm like, wow, that's deep. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's um totally not concerning. Totally not something that I should be worried about. Um, and yeah, see you next episode and have an amazing day. Bye-bye.